Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host and publisher of Christian Living Magazine. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. I am super excited to have my friend, Pastor Dan Mangiak. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. Oh, yay. Of the Good News Community Church in Nampa. The Good News Community Church is located on 7th Street North in one of the poorest neighborhoods in Nampa. We shared your story this last July in Christian Living Magazine. Pastor Dan, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, you know we appreciate all that you do in spotlighting wonderful ministries and churches all over our valley and beyond. Well, thank you. That's you know that's just the calling God's given us is to highlight the ministries that are acting as the hands and feet of Christ and showing the community what that Christian thing is supposed to look like. <laughs> yeah, to be lights. Yeah. <laughs> to be the light. You're the spotlight uh, to the lights. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. That's pretty nice. Thank <laughs> you. Your location was no accident. No. And I remember the first time I was going to bring magazines to the church, I was advised, you know, it's not really a good neighborhood, Sandy, so just there won't be anybody there. Just get out, leave them on the doorstep, and get back in your car. And I have to tell you, that has changed completely because I wander by your church, and it's you guys have made a huge difference in that community. But let's what does that look like? How did you end up on 7th Street North in Nampa, Idaho? So we always had a heart to be a serving church. When we planted the church about eight years ago, our goal eight, nine years ago, was to um, to serve and to be the light of Christ to our community. And uh, we specifically wanted to be in the core Nampa area, either downtown Nampa or on the north side. And uh, then an opportunity came where uh, there was an old building that had been used by many churches, uh, built in 1944. Oh, wow. By the Adventist which I actually meet, met with their pastor. But yeah, it was uh, in 1944, and it was one of the oldest continuously used church buildings, religious buildings in Nampa. And about uh, seven years ago, seven and a half years ago, we were given the opportunity because it had been a Catholic, uh, that their ministries there, their compassion ministries, Vincent St. Paul, and they had their food pantry there. And they were moving and the location came available. And when we first looked at it, it was it was just too much work. We were a small congregation, uh, a lot of younger people. And so we prayed about it and said, okay, it's not our opportunity. And then about six months later, the, the realtor reached out to our realtor and said, hey, there's an opportunity. If you guys are interested at all, they're willing to take really low offers. And we said, okay, maybe it's our opportunity. Isn't it funny how God opens those doors? <laughs> yeah. And and so we ended up making an offer for less than half of the listed price. And they they countered us uh, and, and two other groups, and we got the building. Awesome. And we put a lot of contingencies, and every one of them we passed. <laughs> I love it. And you guys have done so much because I came along, well... You were in the building, so it's been about six years ago that yeah. that the first time I walked in the door 
at Good News Community Church. And um, but it, it has continued to grow and change, and it's so so awesome. I just love it. I love it. Um, and and your cover your cover photo in the magazine we shot in your sanctuary, and and you know, and it's we have so much stuff on our cover. It's kind of hard to to capture that omniance, but it was just so cool. And it's just. I just love it because you you can tell the minute you walk in that you're honoring God there. It's it's not about any one person. I know you personally. I've learned that it's never about you. And if if somebody compliments you, you are so quick to give God the glory. And and I love that. So part part of that part of Nampa is what they call a food desert. Can you tell me what that what that means? Yeah, so being um that there was a food pantry there. And then, uh, what was it, about 10 years ago, Paul's Market closed in that neighborhood. And it basically left a lot of people, so upwards of 20% of the population in that neighborhood uh, don't have access to vehicles. So they're on foot. They're on foot or have to borrow a car or reach out to a friend. And so within a mile radius, they cannot get healthy food. So there's convenience stores there. There's a, a, you know, little Caesars, but for healthy food, they would have to walk. I mean, in the, in the heat uh, and in the cold that, you know, we obviously can get cold here in Idaho and it could snow. So that's what it is. It's a food desert. So within a mile radius, they can't get healthy, good food. Well, and we had, we've had a beautiful fall, but it's cold now. Yes. You know, and and that is something to to take into consideration. Not only that, but the closest grocery store, if if I'm not wrong, is Walmart. They would have to cross under the overpass and across all that heavy freeway type traffic, the entrance and the exit. Yeah. So that's been a narrative within the north side is that it's really been cut off from the rest of Nampa. There used to be five ways to get from the north side to the south side. And um, they've made it where there's only three. And if you've seen the overpass on 16th, mm-hmm. it's not an easy, easy route. That's one of my favorite roads to take. Yeah. 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 So, I, I live in Canyon County, and that's one of my favorite shortcuts. So, yeah. The, so the closest supermarket is that Albertsons on 7th Street South. And then there's the Walmart on Garrity. But you think about just walking or that's, that's, that's it, a long distance. It's a long ways with no vehicle. Exactly. So, so you've started a food bank. The food yes. pantry. Yes. It was kind of one of those ministries that we were we were praying for, okay, how do we how do we bless our neighborhood? And um we saw the need there. Um people would come and say, Hey, do you guys have food? And we'd find ways to get them food, but then we realized, okay, there's there's a large need in our neighborhood. So Originally, we reached out. The, there were some community people, a few people in the community, and that said, you know, hey, this is a way that we could really bless our neighborhood. And so we began a mobile food pantry about four years ago and with the Idaho Food Bank, and they would bring a truck out and we would distribute it, but with the goal of having a permanent food pantry. And so about three years ago, we decided, okay, we're going to have a permanent location. We're going to find a permanent location. And that's when we, we looked for several spots and realized the best spot was on our property. And it's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I came out on a food distribution day. That's when we did your photo shoot. 
And the gals gave me a tour. And yeah. it was so beautiful. And and well stocked. Yes, yes. And it we uh you know, the story in in the magazine we we prayed about it. You know, when we saw what it would take to build an extension onto our building, it was you know, we were getting estimates of upward of two hundred thousand dollars. Then we had um Lanco construction uh, come to us. Uh, David Bills and his group say, hey, um, I feel that this is something that the Lord put on my heart to help you guys out. And he reached out to his general contractor, um, Jerry Smith, and they said they could help us out. Oh, that's amazing. And it reduced the cost like to half. But we still were, were like, well, where do we come up with about a hundred, hundred twenty-five, a hundred twenty, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. And actually the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, we developed a partnership with them, and uh, they said um, they could help us out. That's amazing. Yeah, that's talk. You know, sometimes as, as a Christian, and especially in my seat, um, getting two different denominations to to reach across the aisle and shake hands is often the hardest thing that I do when I'm merging ministries together and so imagine that i mean that talk about the mighty hand of god there's a need and it, and it's a huge denominational difference there and you were able to get that help from them yeah and, and we didn't um it was one of those things that we didn't compromise our dna and what what all we we know as truth and uh but we just said hey this is what we're doing and they said we want to help out I love and that. Uh, it, they reached out all the way to Salt Lake City for that, and uh, they blessed us, uh, and we were able to finish the building. Obviously, we had a lot of people contribute over the years to help out. And you know, one of the things I love about that story is, and and I see this, and I and I know you see this too in ministry is so often instead of joining forces, people try to recreate their own wheel. Yeah. And I love because they could have, they could have taken that $100,000 and kind of started their own little thing and done their own little thing. But by joining forces with you, it went so much farther. And yeah. I just, I think that I just marvel at that. I, I love all the way away. And they didn't compromise their DNA. You didn't compromise yours. You were able to come together and work together as brothers and sisters. And I love that. So tell us how often, how often is, is your food bank open and how does that work? So we're open the first, uh, we do major distributions on the first and third Wednesdays of the month, uh, 3.30 to 5.30, and then has needed. So if um, so we do, right now with COVID, our demand has gone way up. So we used to do about maybe 100 families a month. We're, we're doing upwards of between 250 and 300 families a month. That's amazing. That so. is absolutely, the, the need is so great. Yeah, and, and so we went from our original um, model was a marketplace. So people would come in, so we they would have they would sit down in our fellowship hall, and we would cook some of the food that we, we were going to distribute that day, and, in ways that you know they could make at home and have recipes for them, have coffee and refreshments, and then they would just go and shop. But because of COVID, we can't do that. So yeah. we've gone to more of like a drive-through. So it's like a um, just a, a drive-through where people come in, we load boxes for them and get them out. And, and the day I was there, I, I got to witness this. And the thing that really impressed me is the love that your, your volunteers just embrace these people. 
you know, it's, there's, there's no judgment. There's no 27 questions, you know, who are you? What do you do? It's, you know, how can we serve you today? And how can we bless you? And that's, it was so inspiring. Yeah, we, we have a, you know, we have awesome volunteers and we have an awesome board because they're a separate 501c3 from uh, the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have Sam Manjek, my brother's actually the administrator and his wife, Monica. Uh, And then there's several people that help out like Don Bentley and Gabriella Harrigus and uh, Larry Nowlin. They all help out and they're the kind of our core people that that help and and volunteers come like we have uh, volunteers from other churches uh we have volunteers from just serve that will come out because it takes about 20 to 30 volunteers to be able to get the food out yes and uh so we have to make boxes you know we bring trucks from the idaho food bank and other places we we load them make boxes and then we load up people's cars and, and send it out. And then you also have a mobile food bank. Well, we we started that. We seeded that. Um, it's called the Traveling Table. And they, they, they have different spots in the north side kind of alternating when we actually do our distributions. And so the story behind that is we were part of a, a, co- a coalition called the Nampa Healthy Initiative. Uh-huh. Uh, started by Bob Henry, the previous mayor, looking at the need in the north side. And what we realized is people need food, yeah, and um, and they they don't have transportation. So someone from our church donated a FedEx truck, and the two hospitals, two major hospital groups of St. Al's and St. Luke's, came alongside of us and they retrofitted that truck so you could pick up food and then distribute it. I love the partnerships in Nampa. Yes, and and then uh, the Idaho Leadership Academy. They wanted to take on a project to bless their community. So we have several people, you know, CapEd, Anna Morishan from CapEd is kind of our main person there. And there's others that help out. But they distribute actually at um, the Lighthouse. Yep. And then uh, they also distribute at the Spanish um, Nazarene Church. I think it's uh, Nueva Vida. Okay. Because there's different parts, like I said, because transportation is also part and parcel with with the need a big thing a big thing absolutely so who qualifies uh pretty much anybody uh we don't judge uh we don't have them bring their w-2s or anything like that it's if there's a need we we bless them we don't even look at what car you drive because we know that um it's difficult this has been a difficult time and and even going forward we don't judge you know uh, my family were uh were immigrants and so I don't judge people. We use food banks, and it was a way for us to have a hand up, not a hand down. Yeah. And and it, we we saw it as a great way to like supplement and help people because we were blessed that way. I was blessed that way. Last last week we had Reverend Bill Roscoe on from the Rescue Mission, and we talked about homelessness and you know, talking about you know you don't look at what people drive, you know. COVID has caused a lot of joblessness that people did not anticipate or underemployment. Yes. You know, um, I spoke recently with um, Kimber Shaw of Love, Inc., and we talked about how great the level of, of underemployment is here. And so they, you don't judge. You know, it doesn't no. matter. And that's, that is phenomenal. So, you know, folks, if, you're look, if you need help and you're looking for a safe place, go see Pastor Dan. It's so cool. 
So Wednesday nights at your church, you have Bible study and praise and worship. Yeah. So right now we're doing a praise and worship at 630. Um, and it's a, it's a blessed time where we could just come together and worship the Lord and, and uh, pray for one another and pray. pray Because uh, I think it, that's such a need. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge, huge need right now. I think everybody's going through something. I've been going through a series with the church on being in the wilderness. And so many people feel that way. Like, I just don't feel connected with other people. I just feel dry. And I think prayer and and uh, worshiping the Lord and fellowship are really ways that we can can move past the wilderness. And I'm, even in the wilderness, see the goodness of the Lord. There is something about praising the Lord yes. that connects you. You know, um, I had a friend tell me one time, someone who coaches me, tell me, if you have 10 minutes to pray, worship for eight of it and pray for 10. Um, because yeah. your prayer through praise is such a great connection and it opens it opens your heart. And so I love that because this has been, this has been, 2020 has, it's now a verb. You know, yeah. you, oh, you got 2020, you know. Yes. <laughs> this has been a year when people need hope. And I love the hope. You guys are certainly a light in a dark area and it's not such a dark area anymore. So that brings me to my next point is... You've opened something so unique in any community. It would be unique, but especially in that area. You've opened a house of prayer. So, yes. And this has not been, it's not like, oh, a month ago you decided, oh, we're going to get this house. This has been a, what, a two-year project? Yeah, two to three-year project. So tell us about that. Yeah, where do I begin? Um, so one of the things we realized is that, you know, you don't have a place, a lot of communities today, you don't have a place where people just meet and congregate. And actually, Paul's Market was kind of that for the north side. Yeah. Where people would just meet, they, they would go to the same, they'd pick up donuts together, they'd hang out. And so one of the things we've realized is that our community needs more prayer and worship, like you said. Yeah. Um, you know, I believe that, you know, the Bible says there's a psalm that says God is enthroned or dwells in the praises of his saints. And if we want to change our communities, I think we got to win them first in the spirit. Yes. And with through prayer and worship. And we've been really praying for our neighborhood for, for a long time. We got uh, several words and confirmations that our vision, our church is, uh, our vision is to be a community that reaches out, equips, and transforms. And within that, our goal is not to be a, a, a big church, but we want to bless our community. And, and win our community for Jesus and, and give people hope. Because when someone doesn't have hope, they're, they're really susceptible to what the enemy wants in their life. Drugs look appealing if you have no hope. Well, that was it, yeah. Um, a, a gang might be good because that's your only hope because you don't think you're going to ever go to college or get a good job. And so there's things that just hope is contagious, yes. more, more contagious than coronavirus. Um, Amen. <laughs> but um, so our, our vision was, uh, it was kind of the Lord led us. Uh, there was about three and a half years ago, I was at a, we actually had a meeting at our church and a lady that doesn't attend our church, her and her husband, she came up to me after the service and said, I believe the Lord wants you to open a, a, a prayer house. I said, okay, well, that's not in my, I don't even understand that or what that looks like. And so about two and a half years ago, the property across the street from the church became available. It was a house. And my wife and I prayed about it, and we said, I think we need to buy it. 
and we didn't know with what intent we were going to use it for. But we prayed about it, and we really felt like the Lord say, it has to be a prayer house. And uh, we then we then actually, um, there was a couple that was, they were trying to work on a prayer house in the Treasure Valley too, and God really brought us together. And so we bought the house November of 2018, and we just wanted to do some cosmetic stuff, but when you get in there and you... You see, this is a house that was built in 1922. We had to actually pretty much tear the house down and start over. And uh, it's been a process, but we envisioned this house to be a place where, where the body of Christ, not just Good News Community Church, can pray, can worship together, uh, where people can receive prayer. And, and it's a really a place of community. So we really see it as prayer, as worship, and as community. And and I happen to know this couple yeah, yeah. personally. I was trying not to laugh into the microphone because um, they're they're very good friends of mine, have been for over twenty years, and so I've kind of watched from another side, watched this all come together. And they have such a heart. They have yeah. such a heart. I mean, they they're such a natural fit to partner with you yes. because they have such a heart for people and for prayer. Prayers like I've never heard before. And, yeah. and just, and you can say their name if, if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah, Matt and, and Brie Gager. Yeah, Matt and Brie Gager. And so many people know them um, because they have such a heart for service. But, and yeah. now they're living there. Yes. So they live on in the ups, uh, in the, on the second floor. And we actually have a place where if there's a missionary coming into town for a couple of days or, or an itinerant ministry that needs a, a couple of days, we do have a, a room or two available for for ministries and and ministers like that to to stay there because I know hotels are very expensive, Airbnbs are very expensive. That's cool. And th- they're basically uh, living there, and they're uh, but yeah, and they they maintain the ministries there, and they're really just a a way to bless the community also. And is it open? When when is it open? So. We're actually praying through that right now. What we're probably going to be is uh, we're going to have, you know, we have other groups and ministries needing space to pray. So we've been opening it up for that. So I believe the the Nampa United uh, Prayer Group, uh, they've been meeting outside. They're actually going to start doing their meeting there it's on too Tuesdays. too cold to meet yeah. outside, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but we're looking at uh, the first and third Fridays of the month. And it'll be a time just to pray and worship and and uh, pray for each other and pray for our community, pray for our nation. I love it. I love it. And when I first met Matt and Bree, Matt was a worship leader. Yes. And so, and and praise like none other. So that's that's a whole other story. And we're out of time. We can't we can't share that. So, how do people who want to get involved contact you to help? Uh, the easiest way is to just go out to our website, Good News Nampa at uh, oh, Good News Idaho.org is our website and through there they can kind of connect with us or like us on facebook we have good news community uh, good news nampa is our is is the uh where they can find us or good news food pantry on facebook and they can get announcements and connect with us that way i love it your mission statement ends with meeting human need with ministries of love and compassion something i've witnessed firsthand so inspirational. Dan, thank you so much for meeting with me today and, and sharing this. I, Like I said, it's always inspirational. I love watching your congregation and, 
And you truly are the hands and feet of Christ and a shining light in, yeah. in this world. And thank you for the opportunity, Sandy and KBXL. It was a pleasure to be here today. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this time and would like to read the article about Good News Community Church and Christian Living Magazine, you can still do so by going to our website, christianlivingmag.com, and you'll find it under the Past Issues tab. Scroll down to the July-August 2020 edition. Again, thank you, Pastor Dan. Folks, I invite you back next week for the next episode of Christian Living Spotlight. We have something special in store for you. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.